I forgot the intro music cam. Oh, Hit any us. intro? <laughs> no, let, let's do this. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the F6 Football Podcast. Cam Copeland here, as always, with Alex Rogelin. And you know what? Hiccups come, and you just got to roll with the punches. For instance, right now, I am sitting in the front room of my soon-to-be in-law's house with who knows what kind of internet connection with a laptop on my lap, but we are still bringing you a show today. Uh, and again, Alex, it's Friday. It's Friday once again. That's three straight weeks. May as well just change the schedule at this point, but we will just see how it goes from here. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, Cam. Thank you. And yeah, that, so that was my fault on the controls, but uh, you know, everybody, not only are Cam and I experts in football, but we have had to also become experts in how to manage and post and edit and all the kinds of other things in the podcast world. Um, so as Cam said, we're learning as we go, but we're having a lot of fun along the way. So, um, you know, hey, hey, a nice thing about Fridays is it does give us that, you know, we got that Thursday night game already in. So it's always fun, nice and fresh to do a little recap there as well. So, you know, not, not too bad on Friday. You know, it's got potential. But um, but I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm glad uh, glad to do another show with you. And uh, once again, we're inching closer and closer to the playoffs, baby. The uh, the inevitability of the Chiefs winning the AFC. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's it's coming. I mean, we may as well start there, right? Because it is fresh. The game was last night, the Bengals Ravens, mm-hmm. uh, and it was disappointing for many people. You know, a lot of times we come on here and talk about it a game that was potentially a bit disappointing because, you know, it was a lower score or, um, you know, just it was one-sided. But this one, it just came down to injuries. Bro, out for the season, I'm sure you've heard at this point. Mark Andrews was out early. Um, You know, when you start both of them in your fantasy league in a week, uh, the week doesn't, rest of the week doesn't look too good for you. But I'm not going to make it about fantasy. It really, really is unfortunate for those guys. Um, Lamar's still dealing with an ankle injury, so he was in and out. But Burrow, man, let, let's talk about Joe Burrow for a minute because, you know, poor dude played through that that calf in the beginning of the season. And we talk about it every week, it seems. Oh, yes, he's coming back. He's looking better. It's old Burrow. He's back again. Let's see how this goes against the Ravens. And he tears a tendon in his wrist and is just out for the season. And there go the Bengals. Yeah, really no, that's true. Uh, aspirations to go anywhere, even if they do somehow make. Oh, I think I lost you for a minute, Cam. What's up? Oh, there we go. Now you're back. Am I back? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I lost you for a minute. All right. Yeah, man. Bro, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I know. I exactly right. I mean, you know, I, I think one thing to, to keep in mind is, you know, I, I don't I don't think the Bengals with. You know, I, I I certainly there's certainly a chance they they could have won that game. I mean, you know, last night had Burrow been healthy and played the whole game, but but if they would have lost it, you know, they they weren't going to be a lock for the playoffs. That was going to drop them to five and five, even if Burrow was healthy. And they 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 have a, a fairly tough stretch, you know, the rest of the year. So they weren't necessarily going to be a lock for the playoffs. But yeah, at this point now, um, you know, especially with uh, you know, they they. So some teams choose to have a seasoned professional, a seasoned, you know, seasoned guy as a backup, and the Bengals have not gone that route. They got a, a guy with very limited starts, very limited experience. So it's going to be a crash course for him. And uh, I just think with the schedule they have left, the, the playoffs are, are probably probably out of the question now. 
Yeah, um, at this and- point, I, I don't know, man. Just, just to, to harp on their schedule real quick. If they have Burrow, you know, they play just – I'm going to list the whole rest of the season because there are not many games left. It's the Steelers and the Jaguars and the Colts, very winnable. Vikings, very winnable. Steelers again, again with Burrow, that might be two wins there. And then the Chiefs, of course, they're difficult. And they end with the Browns, who don't have Deshaun Watson, but their defense always makes things difficult. So mm-hmm. I think they they do have a manageable schedule. Uh, aside from the Chiefs, there really aren't any uh, stud teams they're, they're facing, it seems. Not, none of those top-tiered uh, teams anyway. Um, so I, I think they definitely had playoff aspirations, and, and I think they could have potentially made a run with Burrow, but... You're right. I I don't think they beat the Steelers uh, at all with a backup quarterback. I don't think they beat the Jaguars. And I definitely don't think they beat the Chiefs. So it's looking bleak. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then on the other side, looking at the Ravens, you know, I I still think, you know, the Ravens are the best other, I mean, I think other than the Chiefs, they're the other best team in the AFC. And, um, And I think that for some reason, though, this team gets bit by the injury bug every year. And, and, and I don't understand what, what is going on. There's certain teams that are kind of like that, you know, and, and for whatever reason, it seems like each year that the Ravens start to reach towards their potential, they start to flash being a complete team. Then they get, they just get killed with a couple injuries. You know, of course it's been Lamar at times the past couple seasons, especially last year. Um, they've had a lot of offensive line injuries now with Andrews being out for the season, um, even though, you know, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't having his best year, um, uh, but certainly he's a very talented guy and, and, and when, when healthy and playing well can take over a game. So, um, that's a big blow for a Raven squad that, that really is looking to get over that playoff hump this year. Yeah. And, and the Ravens schedule looks fun, man. They're, they're playing, uh, the chargers, the Jaguars, the 49ers and the dolphins all in this home stretch. So those should all be some good games rounding out the year with their last three games being uh, including the 49ers and the Dolphins, those are going to be some fun games to really show how legit the Ravens are because they did just lose to the Browns, right? They just lost mm-hmm. 33 to 31 uh, just last week. Uh, and But besides that, they've looked pretty dominant in their stretch of games uh, ever since that Steelers loss um, in early October. So, I, I yeah, they're definitely... I wouldn't say they're locked for the division. Honestly, I think they're going to definitely take it, but they do have some, some hard matchups ahead. And if uh, Lamar's ankle doesn't improve, if it gets worse and maybe he misses a couple games uh, they're Yeah. They're not going to have uh they're not going to be a 12 and five team. If that happens. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, so let's let's go back for just a minute because we got to touch let's on our it. weekly upsets and we at least got to start with those. Uh, so I'll I, so starting with my week ten upset, um, feeling good about the Josh Dobbs train. I I took Minnesota Ooh. over New Orleans, um, and you know I, I thought Dobbs made some impressive plays. And man, that Viking squad—they've now won five in a row. Um, and 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 as we you know we just talked a lot about the AFC. Um, I think the NFC, other than I think two elite teams, right? I think it's pretty clear that the 49ers and the Eagles, I would say, are elite teams. Yeah. Um, after that, I mean, hey man, this Viking squad, why not? Right. I mean, they're <laughs> playing well. I mean, they 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 they're I don't think they're gonna catch the Lions, but they have a chance to definitely grab one of those wild card uh, spots. So uh, but either way, you know, they got me the W, which I really badly needed in my upset picks. 
So that takes my record now to three and six. So still got a lot of work to do, you know, if I'm trying to, to get back towards 500. Uh, but three and six is my record now with uh, getting a, getting a successful pick with Minnesota over New Orleans. Um, what about you, Cam? Yeah, I also have a negative record now for second week in a row. I've had a heartbreaking loss. Uh, this one was the Chargers-Lions. So Lions uh, finished finished them off 41-38, to three-point victory. Uh, and then, again, the week before, I believe it was a two-point victory for, for my pick or for uh, the opposing team <laughs> in my pick. So some disappointment here. Uh, fun games, though, very fun games to watch uh, at least i'm choosing some good ones to watch uh on these sundays so I'll, I'll take take the w's where i can but you know not a good week for me hoping to turn it back around this week uh i will say i'm not as confident in my pick this week but we will get there when we get there <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's it is tough outright picking upsets right there's a reason why most of the upsets uh don't go through <laughs> exactly now uh, just to touch on this last week a little bit more before moving on, there were some excellent games. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there again, there was the uh, we we mentioned the Browns taking the Ravens. That was surprising. Uh, the Browns actually beating the Ravens by two points, uh, and then uh, the Lions and Chargers. Man, these teams are fun. But the biggest takeaway I had from that game is that the Chargers' defense is gone. I mean, they, they are, uh, besides the, that we I think it was a previous week against the Jets where Bosa, Joey Bosa had three sacks, was it? He had a monster game. He, he's been pretty absent this season. And aside from Asante Samuel Jr. on the outside, uh, they really have no one performing. It seems like everyone can score on them at will. And the Lions, you know, they're a good offense, but are they a 41 point good offense maybe maybe they are but it it's hard to watch this chargers defense and have confidence in the team really making a run this season yeah i would agree with that yeah and and, and once again you know not to belabor a point but like brandon <sighs> oh, staley man. right brandon staley you're supposed to be a defensive coach like i i, I just this every year i just don't understand it. you know i mean what's the the great NFL head coaches, you know, even if they have really solid defensive coordinators, like they are, I mean, just coordinators in general, you know, they, they need to make a significant impact on their side of the ball. Right. And especially if you're a defensive coordinator, I mean, the, the league is so much about offense now. I mean, a lot of the defensive coordinators that are head coaches, you know, a lot of times they, they, they should have at least a co competent defense. And I don't understand because the chargers have a lot of talent. They have Derwin they James, they have Bosa, they have Mac. They got some guys that can fly around, right? And they just can't seem to figure it out schematically. I, I mean, every time I watch the Chargers, you have guys running wide open right down the middle of the field, and they got they just look lost out there. So if anything, that is just a, a huge, a huge, you know, that's a that's a bad mark against Brandon Staley. Um, well, one, you, you know, yeah, yeah. One thing certain is that. If a guy is running over the middle of the field, Derwin James is sure to get a penalty on that. Yeah, 15 yarder for sure. Each and every yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you're right. You so yeah, that that was your upset pick. I know that that almost came through for you. 
another game that I really that was a surprising game that I, I really enjoyed actually the second half of was actually the Texans Bengals. And I know oh. we I know we're talking a little retrospectively since we already talked about the Burrow injury and all that new news. Uh, but that was a really tight game, and I was impressed once again with C.J. Stroud um, and his his calmness. You know, he seems like he he just doesn't seem to get rattled. I mean, that Texans offensive line is not elite. It's not terrible, but it's certainly not one of the best in the league. And it just seems like he's able to move the pocket, to navigate, and, and he stays calm while he does that. He doesn't get happy feet. He looks down the field, and he throws a beautiful ball. So, I mean, that to me was more about – Man, the Texans, if you're a Texans fan, you got to come on the show and tell us how happy you are because <laughs> y'all just totally fleeced the Browns, right, in that trade, you know, for Watson. And then, I mean, I mean, the Watson trade not only got you those picks, but then allowed you to essentially be bad enough for a couple years, right, that you ended up with C.J. Stroud as well. So overall, I mean, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm feeling very good. Even You know, they, they have a shot to make the playoffs this year. And that's, I mean, and they, and they were... And and I'll and I like and I'll take an L if I need to. I mean, they were one of the teams that I said I didn't want to watch this year. And guess what? <laughs> I was wrong because I like watching them now. Seeing CJ Stroud throw the ball over the yard is a lot of fun. So that was an impressive win for the Texans. Yeah, I'll take the L from last week too when I, I said that the Bengals this might be a game where the Bengals just prove their dominance and stomp. I mean, the Stroud is playing better under pressure than he did all throughout college, excluding that last Georgia game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just He's gotten better. He's gotten significantly better as a player. And a lot of times in doing evaluations and roster construction, people forget how much players can just improve with good coaching, with more experience, with getting reps under their belt, you know, getting into a different system, potentially one that suits them better than what they were running before. So, you know, uh, there was talk in the offseason when uh, after the draft, when they traded up from pick 12 to pick three, uh, while including their their next year's first round pick, which many people thought would be a top five. I mean, the power rankings on most sites, it was Cardinals were dead last and it was the Texans right after, right? So people thought that might be a top two pick. And to get Will Anderson, it's like, all right, well, you're kind of selling your future for a player on defense after picking the second best quarterback in the draft at the time. Uh, you know, that that was the the opinion, and that's what happened, right? He was the second pick. And you don't even have a good team around you. Why are you doing this? And so many people were questioning, but, man, this whole team's coming together, right? The the tackles duo, the Tunsil and Fant, are playing very well right now. Their, their interior is struggling a little bit, but they've had a lot of injuries, right? Like Kenyon Green and uh, and their second-round pick this year, Scruggs, who is supposed to play center. Uh, he's He's on IR as well. So, and then you get what Noah Brown having 150 yard performances every week. I mean, people are just playing well on this team. They're overperforming, and that has to do a lot with coaching. And mm-hmm. I think Texans fans can be happy about the coaches uh, and just everyone they've brought into the building over the last couple of years. So yeah, prop, props to that organization in pretty much every way that counts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Cam. So I got to ask you, uh, why don't you break down for us? There was another game that ended on a last-minute field goal. Uh, yeah, tell us, which tell one's us that? About, <laughs> tell us about your beloved commanders, and uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Okay, well, the last three weeks or so, I've gone into – I've talked about the commanders for a minimum of 10 minutes, so I'm I'm not going to go into them too 
too deep this time, but I will say the Emmanuel Forbes ejection, highly questionable. Jack Del Rio had something to say about it. I'm, I don't necessarily agree with the words he chose. Uh, if th- those of you who did not hear, he said basically along the lines of someone in an air conditioned room in New York is deci- making this call and it's troubling for the league. It, it you know, I, I'd rather have someone who knows what they're talking about looking at a video closely. I don't care where they are. Um, but their decision didn't make any sense to me. Uh, it, you know, it, it was very frustrating for the team, for the coaches, for the fans. It definitely uh, rattled the team a little bit in terms of emotions, especially yep. right after. But someone who has not been rattled, you know, that it was a very disappointing game. It was. Seahawks won last minute. It, it did not look like that should have been the case for a lot of the game. But Sam Howell, his demeanor is beyond impressive. Yes. Right? He, you talk mm-hmm. to all his teammates back back at UNC, back, or, and on the team now. And they all are saying he is so calm and collected. And a lot of people are mistaking that is not caring. He gets hype. He gets excited. He is a team player through and through. It's just, if he throws an interception or has a bad play, he's like, yeah, I know what I did wrong. And I, I won't do it next time. That's it's fine. It doesn't change who I am as a player, right? And that's that's a kind of cool nature that you want honestly in a franchise quarterback and he i i I wasn't definitely wasn't ready to say it a couple weeks ago when i thought he was playing well but you know he comes out he throws 44 times this game and he has 312 yards three touchdowns and no interceptions he leads a comeback drive at the very end to tie Mm -hmm. up the game he stays cool and he does everything you can possibly ask at this point and he's doing this all with his receivers dropping the ball with one of the worst offensive lines Offen- in all of yeah, football. Yeah, poor offensive line. And yep. I think that, you know, everyone's been saying it at, the, at this point. There have been some some funny quotes, too. I know Rivera said something recently that almost sounded like he was trying to keep his job. You know, it, it was, you know, well, look at the team before I got here. Has the culture improved? And do we find our quarterback? It's like, okay, man, yes. Now. <laughs> You're probably out of the building after this. Yeah, right. even, even though Rivera is the same one who said, well, if I would have noticed last year that he was good, I would have played him last yeah. year. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. It's only your job to watch him in practice, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I think Rivera has done good things for the organization. Don't get me wrong. We were in a really bad place a few years ago, and all the turmoil with the name change and the culture and everything going on with Dan Snyder, I think he really helped stabilize the organization, helped maintain a good portion of the fan base who otherwise would have been disinterested uh and and so thank you and now it's time to bring in someone who's going to win a super bowl so i feel confident in saying that sam howell has completely proven himself to the point where get some talent around this guy uh, along the Mm -hmm. line you he has talented receivers he does but get some more talent around him put him in a a situation where you can fully evaluate okay is it is this guy with more talent going to take the next step to becoming that elite tier because you have a lot of mid-tier quarterbacks and a lot of the fans of those teams think that they are the best quarterback after, you know, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, and you have that list of like eight guys and then it's your team's quarterback, right? And that's why a lot, you know, commanders put how there. And I think he could make that leap, but he has, he still has a lot to prove, of course. It is his first season playing, so 
I am happy with what I saw, but obviously it was a disappointing loss for the commanders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well said. I, I, I was impressed with, I know you touched on it. I was impressed that Hal led a great comeback drive. I thought he really orchestrated an excellent drive there. Some good play calling, um, some good execution. So I thought that was impressive. So you definitely can't, can't be upset with Hal for that play. I mean, he plays like that. Um, the commanders will and should win a lot of games, you know, if, yes. if he if he plays like that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely good there. Um, all right. Any other games in week 10 you want to hit before we take a look at a little what's coming up here in week 11? Kyler Murray, he's back. He's back, baby. And he looks good. And something yeah, that everyone's good. been saying is, is that, you know what? It's been a while since we've watched him play. We've had a lot of new quarterbacks play this year, right? A lot of rookies. I think it's an edit record for number of rookies starting games i i heard that somewhere uh you can fact check that if you'd like but you've seen a lot of bad quarterback play this season and Kyler murray came in and reminded everyone why he's great and he's just a great quarterback he's fun to watch I, i'm i'm rooting for him on this return i think they keep him on his contract uh for the duration of of it over the next few years um while everyone up until this last week and mock drafts and whatnot. It's like, oh, well, are they going to, if they are able to take Caleb Williams or Drake May, do they? Connor Murray's good, man. You don't move on from a great quarterback. So hopefully he can come back and show that he's great throughout the remainder of the season. But it was fun watching them beat the Falcons, even though I have a season long bet on the Falcons. So come on, Arthur Smith, pull it together. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was fun to see, and 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 I and I think that the uh, Cardinals are doing the right thing for sure. If he's healthy, then you play him. Not only because you want to win games, but it, it, whatever they decide to do, right? They're they're in a good position because if Kyler plays really well, but they still lose a lot of games, and they feel like they really love a quarterback coming out of the draft, then like you like you said, I mean, Kyler's better than a lot of quarterbacks, and a lot of teams would be happy to shoot to 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 kind of shift over some some capital right and and try to go get yeah. him so if they're if, if they're i mean no matter what playing him you, and then if somehow the team rallies and they win a bunch of games and even if you don't make the playoffs but you have a really positive end of your season winning some games and the team building confidence with him under center again um then that should set you up for success next year so either way i think that the cardinals are doing the right thing if he's healthy and he's been cleared play him yeah, and they have some good young pieces, right? B.J. Ojolari starting to look better uh, as the pass rusher. Um, Paris Johnson Jr., a little, little bit of a rough start, but he's looking looking to be a bit better at this point. And, you know, their, their receivers are stepping up. Michael Wilson, these are all rookies, and they're all playing well uh, for the most part when they're on the field. So uh, good outlook for this organization as well. Uh, it's been a pretty pretty fun season. For probably the most fun you could ask of a what two win team, yeah, yeah, true, so, true, uh, yeah. Any other games before we move on? No, let's transition into our upset picks. So I know we like to start there for week eleven. So uh, all right, why don't you, you go first? Up, me first, okay. So yeah, um, my question is: Am I allowed to pick the same team two weeks in a row? I don't know if we ever established that rule. Yeah, you are. I am okay. Pick the same well, team every then, week. Yeah. <laughs> then until Vegas, if this team wins again, I think Vegas will catch up and they may not be uh you know dogs anymore. But I'm gonna take Minnesota again. It worked for me last week, so I'm gonna take them again against Denver. Even though I gotta admit, Denver, they're they're looking, they're they're starting to turn things around. I know that we, alongside a lot of other people, gave them 
gave them a lot of crap because they were pretty unwatchable early in the year. Um, not just that Dolphins game, but some of those other games, it was it was it was pretty ugly. But you know, all of a sudden you blink, and their defense has been playing a lot better. You know, they moved off of some of their older pieces. They moved off of Randy Gregory and Frank Clark and some of those other higher paid veteran guys that weren't producing, and they started to rotate in some younger guys. And their defense is starting to all of a sudden look better. Um, Russell Wilson is having. You know, it's not it's not elite Russell Wilson, but it is, you know, but he's on he's definitely coming back around again a little bit, uh, um, you know, to, to at least uh, serviceable compared to what he was last year. So I do think this Denver team is is, is kind of turning a corner. They're getting a little feisty. And I think that's why Vegas has them favored. Um, but, man, I, I got to keep riding with Josh Dobbs until he tells me not to. You know, you got to ride the train until it breaks down. So um, I'm going to take Minnesota again a second week in a row. Um, and right now, just to show the line, uh, they are favored right now. I'm sorry, Broncos right now are favored by two and a half on Fox Bet. So, you know, yep. man, that's that's you know, Vegas is 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 giving the you know, give giving Denver the edge. And of course, that is a home game. So it's sort of like they're calling it a pick 'em if it was a neutral site, because I think you still get, right. you know, two and a half to three points for being at home. So basically, Vegas doesn't even really know what to do with it, but I mean, I'm going to take the Vikings on the road. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I saw that one. I, <laughs> it's hard to root against Josh Jobs, but he runs hot and cold. I wasn't yep. comfortable making that, that it didn't make my, my list. I definitely understand the pick, but man, Broncos three game win streak. You know, you beat the chiefs and the bills mm-hmm. in two back-to-back weeks. Uh, you can say all you want about the Big teams, if you will, underperforming or, you know, Josh Allen not showing up. But at the end of the day, the Broncos with a significantly less talented roster still pulled out the win. And Sean Payton is a good coach. He is a great coach. He is smart. People forget this because of the laughing stock the Broncos were early in the season. He just got there. He's going to make some big changes this offseason. He needs mm-hmm. time and he's made adjustments throughout the mm-hmm. season. And that's good teams improve throughout the season by making adjustments. And, you know, people, a lot of people were joking around, oh, when can they fire Sean Payton? No, he he's, this team might turn around faster than some people think. Uh, I don't love their outlook. I'm not confident in it. But if I think that they're, they're going to take this win over the Vikings and people will be talking about them a lot differently than they were a month ago. So, you know, uh, I've been, I've been wrong a few times about your picks on these shows, but um, we'll yeah, we'll we'll just have to watch a game this Sunday. That's oh, right. that's that's a night game. That's prime time. That is, I'll be yeah. Looking that's, forward to it. Which also, which is also kind of funny because when the schedule first came out, I was like, especially okay, when the Broncos were really bad, right, early in the season. You know, I always keep an eye on the future schedule, and I saw them in back-to-back primetime games because they were on Monday night this last week, right, against the Bron- against the Bills. And so yeah. I thought, I think that was either Monday or Sunday. I think it was Monday night anyway. And so I was like, man, like they're are they really going to keep yeah. the Broncos in two primetime slots. So, well, they beat the bills that last week and, and who knows if they win this game, then it's like, I guess may, maybe they know something more than we do. Yeah. So it's primetime Josh Dobbs, the opposite of primetime Kirk <laughs> cousins, or how's that dynamic? Work? I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> All right. So with mine, can I have several more minutes to figure this out? No, I I have two that I'm between. I'm going to go with Philadelphia over your Chiefs. Oh, okay. okay. Two and a half point line, 45.5 over under. So very neutral, right? 
two good offenses, two good defenses. Sorry, two great offenses, two great defenses. These are probably the two best teams in the NFL. It's going to be a very, very fun primetime game to watch. Uh, that is Monday night, correct? That's right. Yep. So Monday. Philadelphia coming off of a bye, right? I do. Uh, okay. Uh, AJ Brown, number one receiver right now in man coverage by pretty much every metric. When you look at man coverage, uh, win percentage, and uh, just statistics overall, including as well as his PFF grade is off the charts right now. It's like mid nineties for in man coverage. It's ridiculous. So uh, I don't think that the Chiefs have too many elite press man corners who can contest him at the catch point. So I, I think there's a small advantage there. You know, one man doesn't win win games, not often anyway. So it's going to come down to the team performance. But at the end of the day, these are the two best teams. Uh, my Super Bowl predictions include Philadelphia and do not include Kansas City. So I'm just going to go with the team I think is slightly better, even though they're on the road. So it, it's not not the, as I alluded to earlier, not the most confident in this pick. Um, but uh, I'm taking Philly. What are your thoughts on that, you Chiefs fan? You? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it makes sense. You know, I I, I mean, it is pretty. It's pre- it does seem like I don't have to go back. I don't have a stat in front of me, but it does seem like a lot of times the Super Bowl rematch, you know, when it's the following season, it does usually seem like it's the team that lost the Super Bowl that that you know that's able to then you know we can call it the revenge game or whatever, um, you know, de- during the following game. So you know, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I do think there's a pretty high likelihood. Um, that that these two teams face off again. I mean, right now, I mean, my my Super Bowl pick. Um, as a reminder, you know, I know uh, mine was the um, the Chiefs over the 49ers, which certainly still has a chance. But I think that I, I think it's just looking like it's going to be the Chiefs against either I think the Eagles or the 49ers. Um, and that's at least right now. I know a lot of there's still a lot of football left, and certainly a lot of things could change. Um, but I do think it's going to be those teams. So I mean, a couple thoughts. I do think that. There'll be a little bit of extra motivation for the Eagles. You know, I mean, not that they weren't, they wouldn't be motivated anyway, but right. they, they certainly, you know, a lot of guys in the team were, were on the Super Bowl team last year. Um, and I know the teams change a little bit every year, right? I get that. But, but the cores of both of these teams are essentially the same. Um, so I know that the Eagles certainly want to get that W. And, and I do think that the Chiefs are going to hold a little bit back because that's what they do. Um, you know, I think about <laughs> they, they do that. They really do. I mean, they, they, I, I'm not worried about their offense. I know we're more than halfway through the season, but I mean, even last year, you know, last year we the Chiefs weren't blowing people away. I think people were surprised that the offense was as good as it was with without Tyree Kill. That was certainly a big talking point for much of the year last year. But you know, the the offense got even better in the playoffs, um, and so Andy Reid is not going to go to the deepest parts of his playbook to win this game. Uh, the Chiefs will be competitive, and they'll certainly have a shot. I think it's going to be a good game. But I could definitely see the Eagles taking this one because at the end of the day, Andy Reid's not trying to beat the Eagles in the middle of the season. Andy Reid's trying to beat the team that that the Chiefs face in the Super Bowl, which could be the Eagles. So, you know, he's going to hold some stuff back. Maybe. I I understand what you're saying. Uh, I do think I, I would contest that a coach is going to pull out what he has to get there, right? Because it's no guarantee. I, mm-hmm. It feels like a guarantee from the outside perspective that the Chiefs right get the, the make the playoffs, go on a run, 
but that's just not not how it is in the NFL. Every every week is difficult for every team, right? Just because the Chiefs play, you know, if they play uh, the Panthers, that's that's the slaughter from the outside perspective. But it still requires a lot of game prep and. and to say that he's not he's going to hold back against Philadelphia, I'm not sure if if that's right or not. We don't have inside knowledge, but it is an interesting point that you bring up that because obviously the angle is winning a Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah, you know, no do, no I, way of knowing. But I I do have to ask you a follow up question with that and see see quick trivia for you because I, I actually thought of this earlier and um Ooh. I had to look it up. But who who what what can you name the two teams? The, the very last time in the NFL, there was a repeat Super Bowl that had both no. teams. No, okay. No, I'm, I'm, I, I got, I didn't know the year, but I did remember. I did get it right at my quiz myself. I was like, pretty sure that's the Cowboys and Bills. And that was right. So the last time that two teams faced off in the Super Bowl two years in a row was in 93 and 94. And of course, that was the Cowboys beating the Bills, um, one in a blowout and one in a little bit of a closer game. Um, is that yeah. the stretch where the Bulls had, or the Bulls, the Bills had four, yeah, four losses? Okay, yeah, I- yeah. So one of them to the Redskins. So the first they lost to the Giants, then the Redskins, and then twice to the uh, the Cowboys in those Super Bowls. Okay, in the early nineties. Okay. So there's been a I few other a times. There's obviously been multiple times. There's been many times where one of the teams has made it back, right? right. Winner or loser. That's happened quite a bit. But but yeah, not very often that there's a, a rematch Super Bowl. So who knows? Well, we got a lot of season left, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Now, one more thing on this game, the Chiefs and Eagles. I do think it probably hits the over. I know a supposed weak point of the Chiefs is their receiving core. But honestly, the I think that the Chiefs offense matches up well with the Philadelphia defense, right? The Philadelphia defense has such a strong interior pass rush that really gets home against most teams really helps out the edge rushers sort of put them on islands. But with your interior of Tooney, Humphrey, and Smith, I think that you do mitigate a lot of that. And the Philadelphia corners, right? Slay and Bradbury have both been playing a bit a bit worse this season than they have been in the last, uh, the, the few seasons prior. So I think that you have a little more time against Philadelphia, get that interior pass rush than most other teams would. And that you'll be able to find more uh, open holes in zone and whatnot, be able to run more uh, types of concepts against them than you might, uh, than other teams might be able to. So I do think it hits it over. I think it'll be a higher scoring affair than this uh, 45.5. So if you're a betting man, you know, take that into consideration. Now, I do want to tell you the other game I was considering was Arizona over Houston. I know we've just been talking about how great Houston is. Uh, it's a six-point line. It's in Houston, so I ultimately just didn't want to go with with the away team for such a toss-up matchup and for how well uh, all of Houston has been playing. But mm-hmm. man, Kyler Murray just you know he he it felt good watching him last week. I wanted to root for him again, uh, just mm-hmm. from a fan perspective, right? So uh, I didn't go with it, but I, I like rooting for Kyler Murray. How much do you think the line changed with that? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, what, what do you think it would have been, right? I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's Texans by six, I mean, I, I've got to think that would have been like what eleven or something. Yeah, I, mean, I was Tyler's thinking got to be yeah, worth 10, five, five, five or six points, right? Yeah, over. Well, I don't know. Dobbs is playing great. And, well, yeah, uh, but I don't even know some... who who would play if they didn't have Dobbs. Who would have played? Is it Clayton Tune? 
Is that the wrong yeah, team? Maybe. Yeah. Look this up. Showing tune. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's who. Nice. Yeah. So my, I, I, the third string quarterback for the Cardinals. That was tough. <laughs> I, I was, had deep, Current dig, second deep, string. dig deep for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now that we have our, our upset picks out of the way, are there any other matchups you're looking forward to this upcoming week? Well, I do have to have my dumpster fire game. Um, and honestly, there really isn't any games that have two terrible teams. There are there are there are multiple games where there are a, a good team against a bad team. I mean, honestly, looking oh, at the lines this week, there's some pretty big lines. I, I, I won't I won't go with the one that you're probably afraid I was going to say, um, you know, I guess. I guess the 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 game I'm going to have to go with is uh, is actually going to be the Chargers Packers game. You know, even though both those teams aren't terrible and they both have have chances for the playoffs, I'm just it's dumpster fire because of Brandon Staley's defense, uh, his defensive coaching is a dumpster fire. And then, sorry Packer fans, but I just don't think Jordan Love's going to cut it. Um, I think we've already seen enough of him that um, you know because because I mean honestly the Packers have some weapons, you know. Um, they have some young weapons. They have they have two, you know, their 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 running back tandem is one of the better, I think, talented running back tandems in the league. Um, I know there's still offensive line. There's some offensive line issues. The defense is probably average, but I mean, honestly, there's a lot of there's a lot in the cupboard. There's a lot of I mean, look at what Jordan Love has to work with compared to some mm. of these other other quarterbacks. And I don't know. I just don't think that Jordan Love is is going to be the answer in the future. And I don't think the Packers think that either. Um, so we'll see what happens, but that's the, uh, that's the, the dumpster fire game for me that I, I probably will not be watching, which would be the uh, chargers Packers. But I got to say, that's a pretty weak candidate for it because there was no clear cuts. Obviously I also thought of the giants commanders, um, yeah. but, but I also, but I have Sam Howell in fantasy and <laughs> I, I got to root him on. So I, I could, couldn't call it, couldn't Good call man. that game. Yeah. The, the, uh, man, the, the commanders giants game scares me. Just because the Giants always play so well against the Commanders, it seems each and every year, at least in recent history, right? Over the last few years, it, it's been uh, every time the Commanders are favored, it, it doesn't seem to go well, um, at least in my brain. Uh, Especially big favorites. They're more than a Yeah, nine and a half right yeah, now. Right. So it, it's a little scary. I mean, Commanders should handily take this one, but I, you know, it feels weird saying that because I've hardly been able to over the last since I've been alive. Uh, but to touch on your uh, on the Packers, I I want to once again just push back a little bit on Jordan Love. Now he has not been good. Point uh, period. He he has not. But neither has anyone else, right? Uh, on that team, the the t- all the talent is very young. They're all very inexperienced, and a lot of them have been underperforming. Christian Watson has not looked good this season. I'm pretty sure. Everyone except maybe Packers fans will have seen that if they watch Packers games. Uh, he, he hasn't looked that good. And besides that, his you know receiving core is a rookie in Jaden Reed uh, and Romeo Dobbs. And Dontavian Wicks has been getting uh, starting time. He's a rookie as well. Uh, and, rookie, right? Yes. Yes, this year. I wasn't sure if it was this year or last year. So... And then, you know, they drafted two tight ends this year. So two more rookies, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, And they're not helping him out much, right? A lot of times they finish their routes. They sort of sit around. They don't necessarily try to keep moving to get open. They don't extend plays for him. They they run, run their routes and they're still learning. 
And then the offensive line has been pretty putrid as well. You know, David Bakhtiari just can't get on a football field. So mm-hmm. I do think that there's a lot to build um, and a lot of experience that is needed. You know, they'll probably sign some offensive veterans this offseason to help with that uh, lack of experience on the offensive side. Because Jordan Love is still a young man uh, himself, right? He's, yeah. uh, what, 23? 23? 20, 25? Really? Oh, he just turned 25 two weeks ago. Happy birthday, Jordan Love. Uh so I think they keep him, stick with him next year. I, I really do. Um, but I'm not, I, I wouldn't blame anyone for saying he's not the answer and that he hasn't looked good because he hasn't. I'm just making a few excuses for him right now. Yep. Hey, I, I, that's all good, man. That's all we're here for, you know, have a little bit of fun, fun with some different perspectives. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, there's still some other games on there, Cam. Are there any other games uh, that you want to touch on before we wrap up? Honestly, looking at these a bit closer, uh, there are a lot of games that should be one-sided, right? Lions play the Bears, not much to talk about there. Cowboys play the Panthers, not much to talk about there. I'd say the 49ers, Buccaneers should be one-sided as well. Um, now, there are two games that I think will be that that could be close. I think the Steelers-Browns is going to be interesting. I'm not sure how that one's going to play out. Pretty sure it'll be a defensive game. Um, yeah, I, would I, say, yeah. I don't even know who's starting for the Browns. This year, you know, we it's, talked about Burrow. Is but it PJ Tucker? PJ Walker, you mean? Or sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, not PJ Tucker. Okay. He's playing basketball uh, right now. But yeah, <laughs> PJ Walker. Yeah, I, I maybe I know Dorian Thompson Robinson looked good in the preseason, and then I think he had to start earlier and looked pretty bad. Yeah, uh, they just worked out Joe Flacco this week, uh, I believe. So uh, they don't really know what they're doing at quarterback. But this defense is so good that and, and the you know the Pittsburgh offense is is not the best right now. So they I feel like Najee Harris has been playing better uh the last few weeks just from a in every play standpoint. Um so that that's been interesting to see. Not sure where that came from exactly, but uh this game could be scrappy, could be very close, might be a few players fighting here and there as well. So I'll be looking forward to watching that one. Then the other one that I think will be very intriguing, I'll say, are is the Jets and Bills game. Because the Bills coming off of a bad loss to Denver, Josh Allen not looking good. You know, the Jets already beat the Bills. Was that week one? Uh, I think that was week yeah, one. Yeah, it was week one. Yeah, it was the same time Rodgers got hurt. Yeah, yeah. that game was wild. Uh, so I, with the, like, Punt return, kick return, punt return, right? So I, I'll, I think a lot of people are going to be excited to watch that game. And if the Bills lose, man, they are their outlook is not looking good. They have uh, a tough, they have a tough as, schedule. The Bills down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not sure if that whole coaching staff makes it through to next season as well. I mean, at some point, McDermott's been firing everybody yeah. else. At some point, he's probably going to have to go. Yeah, I. I think you're right. All right, man. Uh, that that's pretty much it, it for the games I want to touch on. You you have anything else? No, I think that was it's it's been a lot of fun. It was good to you know catch up on everything. And uh, man, it's been been a lot of fun. We got a lot of great stuff coming for football. Um, and then we will let you you know we'll let everybody know when our next show will come. We have Thanksgiving next week, so we'll probably try to 
get it in early in the week, but we will see with, uh, with everything coming. So either way, um, you know, we'll definitely get a chance to get in there and talk about that. So y'all have, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy watching football. And, um, as we get closer to uh Turkey day. Yeah, guys, uh, maybe we'll try to do it Tuesday, but we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. And also for all you, you know, NFL draft nerds out there who, who are, watch you know grinding the tape or at least interested in the prospects at this point in the season i just put out a new article on on the camelytics blog about the top 25 offensive linemen and gave each three strengths and three weaknesses or talk about that group coming up there are a lot of good offensive linemen in this upcoming class got me excited so i grinded the tape over last month a bit that i have discussed uh on this pod talked about a little bit last week as well so go check that out if you are interested in the NFL draft or your team needs an offensive lineman, which most teams seem to at this point. So yeah, go check that out. We'll leave the link in the description below uh, in YouTube. And otherwise, you can see us, uh, find us on YouTube, find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you like, comment, and smash that subscribe button. And have a great weekend watching football. And we will see you hopefully early next week. Peace, guys. Peace.